0: Welcome
2: back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Previously, our heroes completed their quest with the insane Prince Mudbutt, who returned home to become king of the lands he burned down himself in a fire. But our heroes still have a magic book to collect from a banshee, and they must meet with the decrepit Sildar. What will they do? Perhaps ignore it all and go shopping? What the hell do I know? Find out next on Dum Dumbs and Dragons.
3: So you wake up to another beautiful morning in lovely downtown Vandalin. Uh Weather is uh, temperate, <laughs> moderate chance of rain. And uh, you're feeling refreshed, you're feeling good. You think you've accomplished some pretty good things today. And uh, as you know, you start going around the inn, you notice everyone's just got a little bit of a spring in their step. It seems like, uh, with the threat of the red brands having been uh, lifted from the town, that everything's pretty good. So, uh, it's a brand new day. What would you like to do? Well, I think we got
4: to go talk to Sildar.
1: We got to save Grunter. Yeah, yeah, we should probably get to that at some point.
5: Grunter? Who's Grunter?
3: Dwarf, good boots. Gundren. It's close enough. We just got to <laughs> round those names off. Goblin Jr. kind of goes, snarf, snarf, and licks you, but also uh, he looks at you. He looks at you kind of sadly. Like he feels, I don't know, not not that loved or taken care of today. Oh You've been man, neglecting your he's just you know he's he's, look, he's looking at all of your finery and he's just he's a little bummed out. We should probably ignore that and carry on.
4: <laughs> so I, I lean down and I take his bowl out of his backpack mm-hmm. and I I wave over the bartender and I ask for an ale and then I, I feed Goblin Jr. the ale because that always cheers me up. You asked to the up.
3: ale in Southern Dwarven,
4: though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I lay my hand flat on the table <laughs> with five fingers that spread, and I go, freak! Great, okay, yep, so five ales appear. So there's there's one for Goblin Jr. and four for me, and we drink them at exactly the same rate, so we finish simultaneously. <laughs> and then I'm like, guys, Goblin Jr. has 40 gold pieces that he's wants to spend. To his spend. name. To his name. That is his share of our loot. I know a couple, like yesterday, I was looking into this, I think this dude needs some armor. Look at us. We're all dressed real good. And he's essentially just got a crown around his neck. He's so naked. He's deserved clothes. (laughs) He's got this bad thing. Oh, Oh, I can't even believe I left this on you. And I lean over uh, and I untie Untie the 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 gross hammers, hammers, but really the dead man's pants that I turned into a vest (laughs) and I take them off of him. And I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, I'm still wearing this. And I take off uh, the the dirty thieves clothes that I'm wearing. Uh, And
1: I just shove my backpack so I can use them later. Okay. (laughs) be a red brand in the village where we've defeated the red brand yeah and okay. i'm
4: like i i want to go to the blacksmith we got to sort this out i didn't need that much of
3: a, an explanation let's go to the blacksmith
5: <laughs> i'm down for
3: it <laughs> <laughs> excellent so um you pay for your ales uh so it'll be one gold done he's real happy about those red brands so he's giving you a deal it's a five for one sale on local ale Meadowhammer anyway, anyway,
4: hammer loves a deal <laughs>
3: So uh, as you're walking through town, you notice the, uh, the line Shield store that uh, you bought the gauntlets at and yep. that you returned the supplies to now has a new plaque outside that says, Prince Mudbutt shopped here. And there's a really like crude drawing of Mudbutt and Richard <laughs> the Falcon. It's, uh- so I'm
4: like, guys, just a second. Uh, and I, I go in, inside and lean in the front door and I look behind the counter and I'm like, hey, do you do like letters and such?
3: Like if I wanted to write a letter to somebody, do you do deliveries? Uh, Yeah, yeah, we've got people who go all over the place. Anything for friends of Prince Mudbutt.
4: Amazing. So I look back outside and I'm like, guys, this is just going to be a minute. And I run inside uh, and I I take a piece of paper and I write on it. And I'm like, dear Fiddlesworth, I hope you're (laughs) doing great, bud. Praise Moonhammer. So just to give you some updates on the faith, uh, we slaughtered a band of militia and we got a new convert. His name's Goblin Jr. Uh, He's real cool. I miss you, bud. Praise Moonhammer. Uh, And then I take the letter and I tie it to one of my light hammers. And I give it to her, and I have it delivered to Fiddlesworth. Back in
3: Neverwinter. Oh, I miss him. All right, great. And then I go back outside. <laughs> that carrier pigeon's going to have a hard time delivering that letter. <laughs> I'll just send two. It'll be like the coconut Monty Python. Uh, okay, great. So um, you, uh, you make it to the blacksmith. The blacksmith seems to be doing a, a pretty good business. Uh, given the, the excitement about the dig, people are, are getting new tools and, and mining tools built. Um, so, uh, you enter and you ask the, the blacksmith about, uh, building some armor for Goblin Jr. Mm -hmm. And he looks, you know, he looks at Goblin Jr. Truly a mighty, a mighty war dog wolf and, um, kind of scratches his head and he looks at his tools and you notice that, you know, the, the kind of operation he's got going, it's, it's booming, but the, the gear isn't that, you know, it's not, not quite up to, up to snuff. And he says, well, you know, I'd, I'd love to help you, but, um. For such a custom job, uh, yeah, I need some master tools. Uh, there used to be a smithy in uh, Thunder Tree, but uh, I haven't heard anything from him in a while. Mm. This uh, smithy, you're certain he has master tools? Oh yeah, he used to make fine things. He'd make all the gear for the uh, you know the oxen. Great dude, really liked him.
4: Okay, so I got a follow up question then. So let's say we go get you these master tools. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is going to up your business. Uh, fairly some significantly, I consider, I yes. Think yes. of all
3: the animals I could outfit. So clearly, dogs, cats. Possibly mice, Half, some birds. Halflings? halflings Humans, yeah. Hey, fuck you, elf. I'm not an animal.
4: <laughs> Listen, in the eyes of Moonhammer, don't, we're all Don't animals. even start. <laughs> there are gods and there are animals. We're the smartest animals. I'm seething. <laughs> yeah, he's just mad. But I, knowing that everybody in the, in our, our band has an eye for a deal, what if we get you the master tools? I would say you, you should have to make each of us one thing.
3: Oh, that'd be more than fair. Yes. Like I'd
4: say, the, the Goblin Jr. needs some armor. Mm-hmm. I want plate mail, because I, I just wanted that for my whole life because it looks so cool. Moonhammer loves cool looking armor. <laughs> Quinny, I'll, know, fi- I'll decide. I know you're mad at I'll me right now, so out. you figure out your own, but yeah. just let the gentleman know what you want. I think, I think it's fair that he knows in advance. Oh,
1: okay, yeah, thank you. I'll try and figure that out with my
4: dumb animal brain. Okay, perfect. Alan.
5: I think I'd like a shield of some sort. Shield,
4: yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We can make shields, sure.
5: Cause I, I haven't had the Best of luck with uh, my health and, and healing and... Uh, I was
4: going to say, with the uh, way it's going, you should wear it on your back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so then we all sort of like nod like we've got a deal, and we just turn to the
1: sulking, child-sized Quinny. Uh, you do you do short swords? Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Could you make an exceptional short sword with these master tools? Oh, I could probably make a pretty exceptional one. All right. Okay, well, I'll start uh, getting those supplies. Just uh, get me those master tools, and we'll get, we'll get to work. I think I know where I want <laughs> to go. To
5: Thundertree.
3: Now, if you'll recall, you actually already have a reason to go to Thundertree because uh, the lady that you saved Luna. promised an heirloom as thanks for saving her and her family that she left in Thundertree. And if our
4: adventure stays consistent, Quinny will look for it and it won't be there. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's weird how that keeps happening.
4: I'd say let's go to Thundertree. All this equipment will help us save
1: Grinunder, Gr- 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 so, <laughs> so <laughs>
4: let's close.
5: go save him. It's It's Gundren.
1: Actually, no, it's not so close, and you're getting further from the real name. <laughs> All right, so Grinner is in <laughs> is in Thunder
4: Tree. So let's go hit a tree with lightning.
3: <sighs> the blacksmith kind of uh, draws you a uh, quick map. Of the oh yeah, area. I was going to say traditional question: How far away is Thunder <laughs> Tree? Well, uh, three days. I, think ah, you're I don't want to really going to like the answer. It is, in fact, three days away. <laughs> you get the sense that perhaps Thunder Tree is located close to the Banshee's lair. Ooh, Ooh combo. Two, four, one. Two, four, one. Man, Richard is going to be so <laughs> disappointed he doesn't get to see this Banshee. <laughs> so, um, basically, uh, you'll need to head uh, along the Tribor Trail uh, out into the uh, east. And it'll take about three days. You're to go through the uh, the ruined town of uh, Conybury which was sacked by barbarians long ago and the uh, thunder tree is just to the north of that. Well guys, doesn't sound like there's going to be any traps along the way, so let's go. So uh you set out, um it's going to take 3 days journey, so basically just let me know how you're traveling and I'll let you know what happens. If we're going to collect smithing tools, we want maybe a, a wagon or even like saddlebags and one horse. Oh, good good thought. Mm. Could we get could we get 3 3 horses? Does anybody have horses? You can rent a pack mule. From uh, Barson's provisions for eight gold, if you'd like.
5: Sure, I'll I'll cover this one, guys. Oh,
3: I, I didn't mean you had to pay, I,
1: I, but I'm not going to complain. <laughs> Quinny's, like reaching in for his like his money pouch, being like, Oh, oh, you, oh, well, okay, I'll go. I guess, yeah, sure, you know, great. And then I lean over and I say, Alan, I'll provide the torches. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to. I was, I was in the middle of what you said. So, I mean, I appreciate that. I, I,
5: I just uh, secretly just feel really bad about stealing that charcoal and incense from
4: the wagon. <laughs> it's going to haunt you to the end of your yeah.
5: days. This is me. This is my atonement.
4: I like that you pay back just by renting things at the cost they're rented for. <laughs> this will balance it out. <laughs> As we step outside the door, I just look at the other two and go, and if things go really bad, we can eat the mule. <laughs> you hear from inside, is, is don't, this, don't eat my mule.
5: Is that a thing that humans do?
4: But Listen. Do we eat mules? Humans got to eat. I Goblin Junior it's a classic just goes, human saying. <laughs> Goblin Junior just goes, snarf,
5: snarf. Humans snurf. gotta eat?
3: <laughs> yep. Humans right. gotta eat. You can say that to whoever you want. They'll totally get it.
5: Humans gotta eat. Okay.
3: So uh, you set out. Um, as I said, it was a, it's a nice day for traveling, uh, only a slight chance of rain. Uh, the first day you're able to make very good time. Things go on without uh, too much trouble. So uh, your first day comes and goes, and uh, night has fallen. You're kind of tired. You've been on the road for quite some time, uh, and you feel it might be time to set up camp. All right. I'll take first watch.
4: Great. I'll take a middle of the night watch.
5: I'll take morning watch, guys.
4: Great. Goblin Jr. will watch with me. Sounds good. But I'll like second him to the two of you on your watches where like he'll probably sleep, but he'll sleep like near you. So if he smells (laughs) shit, he'll know what the fuck is up. Got it. Because of my mercenary background, I I will make sure that we set up camp not like within sight of the road. Like we want to be hidden somewhere and we probably are looking for like a, you know, a a 30 foot, 40 foot clearing so there's space around the camp so we can see what's going on.
3: Okay. Yeah, you're able to find that pretty easily. It's, uh, as you can see there's woods kind of on one side Mm -hmm. of you so you're able to tuck in there. The night passes relatively without an incident. Although you think you can hear things moving around? You Each check. of us on our on our watch, respective well, yeah, just watches. Throughout, I mean, it, okay. it seems like there's uh, there's active wildlife in the uh, in the woods. Oh, um, that's fine. Yep. When dawn breaks, uh, it's a gray day. Clouds have rolled in, and uh, a storm begins. Uh, so it's it's light rain. It's more of an inconvenience than uh, than anything else. Uh, and you begin to travel down the road yet again.
4: Goblin right. Jr. is like really into this mule. Like right. he's like butt sniffing and like he's like not getting kicked into the mule. Or g- he like... thinks it might be like a giant dog. Like he's oh, a little okay. confused, thinks it might be like a, a horse dog or something like that. So it's trying to form a pack with him. But I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't oh, no. do that. And I teach him other tricks <laughs> as we travel. A lot of trick teaching. Which him. will be okay. revealed
3: as needed in <laughs> the future. Which will be revealed as I invent them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are your passive perceptions? 10, Ten for me. 14. Twelve. So, um, Butthole, you start to notice that there's uh, light webbing in the trees around you.
4: Well, that's probably <laughs> nothing. No, I, I, I lean to the other two. Like, I turn back to the other two, and I'm like, keep an eye out. There's webbing in trees. Spiders can be big. And then I call Goblin Jr. Junior, oh, Junior over, and I have him, like, sit in front of me. And I kneel down, and I have that, like, heart-to-heart that you have at, like, like, children's movies where the kid talks to the dog, and the dog totally gets it. Uh, and I'm like, listen, there could be giant spiders. I don't need you to run off and chase them. You got to stick with us because we're like a family and that's what this is about. But uh, if you sense them coming or you sense where they are, you give us like a little like bark yip. Like not like your full snarf snarf, but I want like a snoo-snoo. And then uh, (laughs) aim towards where they are and we'll all just go off of that. So I I have him like range in front, like 10 feet in front of us, sniffing around.
3: Cool. Uh, So night begins to fall, uh, still raining. Uh, What would you like to do? Okay, so we're not quite to the abandoned town or the
4: end, but we're two-thirds of the way. So I would say... Same same rules for camp because we're seeing weird spider shit. Let's try to get like a sixty foot gap. Like let's get some space between us and there. And I would suggest, do you know this? Let's open it up to the table because hmm. I, I put a table on the mule that I sat down and I'm like, <laughs> come on guys, table. I would think spiders don't like fire, but we got people that could theoretically try to rob us. My vote would be more fires. We're out of sight of the road, so we could set up like three or four fires along the edges and keep those lit.
1: More fires might give off the impression of a bigger camp too, so even for like bandits and stuff like that, they might be discouraged from jumping us.
5: Okay, yeah, I'm okay with that. I can I can light them with the uh, prestidigitation too. Oh, perfect. If we perfect. Uh, gather some firewood.
4: So we'll, we'll gather wood and we'll do sort of like four fires at the edge of the camp. We'll do like a northeast-southwest yep. fire. So when we're on our watches, we'll kind of like feed fires and keep them going. Cool. And I, I tell Goblin Jr., like, hey, buddy, we're going to need you to, like, stay up all night and on the watch. But don't worry. I'm going to build you a hammock on the My mule. God. So I build a hammock on the mule so he can sleep when he walks the next day. But we'll have him, like, on guard duty all night because he's
3: got good smells. Wait, the mule or Goblin Jr.? The,
4: the Goblin Junior's on watch. The mule gets to sleep because he's going to have to carry Goblin Jr. all day. <laughs> Great. Uh, okay, so who's on first watch?
3: I'll take first watch again.
4: Great. I'll take middle of the night
3: again.
5: Let's do it. Good morning.
3: So, butthole, during your watch, you're hanging out with Goblin Jr., uh, when all of a sudden Goblin Jr. starts sniffing the air, and suddenly becomes very alert. I listen for the sound of warning. And he goes, snow, snow!
4: oh fucks <laughs> He bolts off into <sighs> the darkness. God damn it! And shit he takes off on you. Ah, so I, I go back to the camp, and I shake... Alan, and I throw a rock, a rock gently at Quinny, <laughs> Ow, and I'm like, get, fuck. get up, dickheads. He snoo-snooed, and then I run in after Goblin Jr.,
1: because I'm not leaving him alone out in those woods. Right, so uh, what are you guys doing? Uh, I groggily lean over to Alan and be like, what does snoo-snoo mean?
5: I've, I haven't heard snoo-snoo before.
1: Short sword and bow. Oh, fuck, are we going to split up? Um,
5: well, I, I'm ready I, to I go, can, uh, but I'm also
1: like looking at you like, should somebody be watching this shit, this fucking mule?
5: Yeah, um, well, I can use my dark vision to see... What direction? If if we can see where uh, uh, Goblin Junior is heading out.
1: All right, you go. I'll uh, yeah.
3: I'll hide in some cover and watch the camp from a perfect a perch. Great, butthole. Well, pretty much as you hit uh, the edge of the light, uh, all of a sudden Goblin Junior comes like bolting back in uh, and looks to be wrestling with another wolf. And then all of a sudden, from behind them, you hear a mighty war horn and you hear the sounds of, of a commotion. Sounds like some people running and yelling to each other, like it's coming, it's coming.
4: Fuck. Okay. Uh, How far away am I from Goblin Jr.?
3: Goblin Jr. is, let's say, 30 feet from you.
4: I'm going to yell back to the rest of the band and be like, We got
3: company!
4: Uh, And then I'm going to run over to Goblin Jr., uh, and I'm going to take a swing at that wolf. If I can, I'll knock it out rather than kill it, but I want to fucking end that right now.
3: Since they're locked in combat, what I'm going to allow you to do is give Goblin Jr. advantage. Great. On this, uh, this initial charge. So Goblin Jr. hits. Straight for the throat, boy. Straight for the throat, <laughs> just like Daddy taught you. The wolf also bites back and manages to hit Goblin Junior. Goblin Junior goes snarf, and then snarf. Yeah, he's a badass. He's biting back. So uh let's roll initiative because that makes the most sense. Oh, fuck. Nineteen I total.
1: Three, so I'm at six,
3: and I am twelve <laughs> total. Top of the round, uh, you're fighting the wolf. All of a sudden, sort of running out of the shadows. Uh, you see uh, three bloodied hobgoblins. One of them's bigger than the other one. He's got a giant scimitar in his hand. And he's like, run, run, you fools, it's coming. Hobgoblin, we haven't faced those before. Hobgoblins are just like sort of bigger, beefier goblins, uh, like halfway between a goblin and an orc. And I yell, call off your wolf, you dick.
5: (laughs) And I just yell at what's coming.
3: The answer to that becomes very apparent as all of a sudden in the edges of the fire, you see a giant spider come bursting through it's got Shit. a uh, hobgoblin locked in its uh, its fangs and is c- currently sucking the lifeblood out of it.
1: How giant is this giant yeah, spider? How big is the spider? Giant
3: spiders are... Uh, spiders are super teeny tiny. So is he like the size of... Uh, not 20? a shoe? <laughs> <laughs> like a cow-sized spider. Oh, like, wow. that's this pretty. Is, this is a rather large... Okay. Rather large spider.
4: And then I I look over to the hobgoblins and I just yell, hey, you want to team up for a minute?
5: <laughs> like, Fuck yes, please help! Okay. All right, so... I- yeah, I'm in, so, I'm yeah, in
3: on who, this. Who's, who's acting? Uh, so uh, this would be the spider's turn. Oh, fuck. Fucking spider. So, Jamie, uh, what would you like to do? Spider. You have a hobgoblin locked in your fangs. Yeah, spider. The look of confusion to bite on Ryan's face the, right now. Uh, <laughs> spider continues to bite the hobgoblin. <laughs> Great. Uh, so plus five to
0: hit. So 12. That will definitely hit. Now that I know Jamie is the spider,
4: <laughs> retroactively, but it still works but with you, the words. My team up is pretty vague. <laughs>
3: Also, you don't know that Jamie's the spider. Yeah, that's you don't true. Know that, yeah. Just see a giant spider murdering the fuck out of the That's 1d8 plus 3, so 9. 9? Nine? 9 damage. Okay. Uh, oh, you successfully killed a go- yeah. hobgoblin in your teeth. Uh, can we say I bite him directly in half? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The answer is always yes. Okay, so Spider, uh, you successfully uh, ripped that, uh, that one hobgoblin in half. Um, <laughs> you, still have a, uh, oh, you still have a move, if you'd like to move, uh, and you still have a bonus action.
0: Uh, yeah, I scurry in that terrifying way that spiders do towards <laughs> the other hobgoblins.
3: Okay, great. Alan, uh, you've just seen a hobgoblin bit in half.
5: Okay, I, I I don't know what these hobgoblins did, but I'm feeling that once they're eliminated, we're probably next. So I'm going to try to cast a witch bolt right at the spider, it's right between the eyes. So, uh,
1: four on one side and four on the other side or
5: hmm? It has 8
0: eyes. It's a spider.
5: So, which oh, right. which eye? Right right in the middle of all of the eyes.
0: Good thing <laughs> I have blind side.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's do it up.
5: So, 24.
3: That will definitely hit.
5: And 2 damage.
4: all lowercase go to shopify.com slash dumdums d-u-m-b-d-u-m-b-s now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash dumdums that's the way you get to hear this
3: Butthole, you're up next. All right. You've seen lightning lance out and strike the uh, the terrifying skittering spider.
4: Yeah, but I'm also pissed off because those fucking hobgoblins didn't tell their wolf to stop. So I'm going to fucking sock this wolf one. <laughs> Not my wolf. I love my
3: wolf. Goblin Jr. is the man. All right. Roll to, to sock the wolf. Ten. You fail to hit. It, it seems in the swirling melee, your concern for Goblin Jr. prevents you from actually hitting uh, the opponent wolf. Nice. And there's, then
4: I've still got a movement thing, sure so do. I'm going to fall onto the evil wolf. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> Swinging. Oh, no. Uh, just like, well, well, use my, arms open, do? landing The wolf
3: on looks it? like it's trying to dodge, but there's a whole lot of very large cleric dropping down on him. That's
4: true. But 240 pounds of... Six-foot-four, red-head, bald-head psychopath.
3: Great. Okay, so you fuck fall prone uh, on the wolf. Um, the wolf now has disadvantage, and I'm going to give Goblin Jr. advantage. That was exactly what I was aiming for. So dumb. All right. Uh, <laughs> Goblin Jr., seeing his opportunity, goes snarf and attempts to bite. He hits, and he rips up the opposing wolf for four points of damage. It
0: goes
3: because it's not as well spoken as uh, as Goblin Junior. <laughs> I look over at Goblin Junior. I go,
1: "You guys speak the same language." <laughs> Quinny, you're up. So I'm late to the party on this, and so I'm I burst into this clearing. I see a giant spider has mm-hmm. just bit a
3: hobgoblin in half. That is correct, and is now skittering, <laughs> caked Jamie's in lightning as uh, Emperor Palpatine over here uh, <laughs> lights it up. Alan's electrocuting it. <laughs> I, I'm down.
5: M-
1: hole has fallen down <laughs> on some wolves. Knowing what the player knows, I have to admit I would probably try to attack the uh, giant you spider. Attack the giant spider. I won't run up to him though. I'll do. Uh, I'll fire my short bow. Uh, Fourteen. Okay, you managed to hit. Okay. Uh, four damage.
3: The spider seems to look at you in a sort of a gently hurt and confused way before Aww. looking back towards the hobgoblins.
1: As my uh, my bonus, yeah, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll scurry into some bushes and try to hide again.
3: That is a total of 14. Yes, you managed to uh, to sneak back in. Hobgoblins turn, back at the top of the round. Uh, so the Hobgoblins have now wheeled around uh, to face the spider. You've got uh, the one large one with the scimitar, two other ones who are holding uh, an axe and a club, and uh, the one with the club says, come on, boss, Like we should just leave him. And the boss says, no, we're taking this druid out once and for all. And uh, with a mighty war cry, he rushes towards the spider and swings his scimitar mightily. Uh, however, not mightily enough, uh, you get the sense right as he comes in that he realizes that uh, hitting something that's covered in lightning with metal probably <laughs> not the best idea, and he kind of pulls off and, and snarls angrily. The other two take defensive positions beside him and kind of wait for the <laughs> spidery onslaught. Uh, Spider, you're up. Uh, yeah, going to web up the leader of the hobgoblins. Uh, that's an eleven total. You're webbing. Unfortunately, as he's like pulling away from trying to hit, he manages to kind of like fumble it. Uh, but you get the sense he's uh he's a little. Just made and uh, and caught up in the uh, okay. caught up in the webs, but he is not uh, fully webbed up. Uh, however, proximity wise, your skittering has uh, has successfully brought okay, you within right. uh, within range. Okay, Alan.
5: All right, and I'm I'm still maintaining this uh, this lightning uh, mm-hmm. bolt.
4: Did, did any One. of us overhear them yell, "Let's get the druid"?
5: I'm gonna say I I, I probably wasn't paying too close attention to it. <laughs> All right, do it up. So I'm gonna roll again for damage. So that's 10. 10 lightning damage.
3: So, Spider, you're uh, you're feeling a little rough there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's but been good still... having you on the show, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a bit one dude in half. That's really all I wanted to do today. His kill ratio is one for one. You know, that's not bad. <laughs> Butthole, you are currently lying on top of a very bloody wolf. <laughs> nice. Well, so slightly less bloody wolf attacks it. I, I yell over to Alan, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, they didn't call off the wolf,
4: and they're fighting a druid. Alan, next time, acid, man. Like, just don't you don't have to kill everything you magic. Uh, simultaneously, uh, so I'm on the ground with this wolf. I'm gonna like grapple it. Yep. And then I'm gonna try to just like
1: choke it out.
4: Like I'm gonna do you know the 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 end of I Am Legend where he like wraps around the dog and he's like, I'm oh, sorry, I'm sorry. It's me only I'm like
1: you deserve it. Oh, no, this. you should you should arm bar the wolf. Yeah, <laughs> you
3: should just try and dislike. I'm like tap out. <laughs> so rolling a pose check. 19 total. It should come as no surprise that as a giant man lying down on top of a wolf, you successfully managed to restrain the bloody, bloody wolf. Nice. Is it unconscious? Because that's what I want to do. You're working on it. I'll let you do that by the, by the next round. Currently, you're just Sick. grappling it. And
4: Excellent. then I look at Goblin Jr. and go,
3: no, I got this. <coughs> Goblin Jr. kind of nods. So he leaps at, uh, he notices that the uh, the leader of the hobgoblins is fucking around with uh, with webbing. So he, uh, he jumps on its back. He manages to hit, and he will do five points of damage to the leader of the hobgoblins. So he starts, like, biting into the the neck of the the goblin while kind of nodding at the spider knowingly. Uh, The wolf is unconscious now, so he's out. Brings us back to the top of the round. Did I take a turn? Oh, yes, I'm sorry, I didn't put you in order. I was like, oh, fuck, what did I do wrong?
1: (laughs) Go ahead. Spider's already given me, like, a very kind of, like, conscious, like, hurtful look. So I see, like, there's intelligence there. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, surveying the battlefield, I also noticed that the goblins called it a druid. Mm -hmm. So on a gamble here, I would like to spring out behind uh, the goblins that our spider is facing down Mm -hmm. and uh, push one of them into...
3: Allen's lightning. Yes. Hi. Yeah. Yes. That. Which. Which of the three? <laughs> do you want to push uh, club axe or the leader with the scimitar? The leader with the scimitar. Can I? Would mind mind like to that do Goblin Junior
1: is on his back right now. Ah, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. they're just the one. I guess if they're lined up, kind of the one that's like closest to Great. the the lightning. Okay. I'm small, so I'm thinking and and somewhat acrobatic. I would like to run out, do a front flip, and place both of my feet in between his shoulder blades and
3: kick. So you want to yeah. do
4: a, a classic WWE drop kick, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. full body weight? Right.
3: All right. So roll me a uh, dexterity save, I guess. Okay. Or an athletics? Do you have acrobatics or athletics? I have acrobatics. Okay. Uh, make it an, uh, an acrobatics check.
1: Okay. So that's a total
3: of sixteen. Well, you catch the goblin completely off the hobgoblin completely off guard, mm-hmm. and so yeah, you just you just drop kick, drop kick that motherfucker right into the lightning. So, Alan, if you could please roll me some uh, lightning damage.
5: Okay. Two lightning. I'll damage.
3: take it. So the goblin lands like a. The fuck? And he gets uh, pushed into the lightning. So now you're electrifying uh, a hobgoblin uh, as well as the spider. Top of the round, uh, that hobgoblin is in lightning. He's going to have to make a save. He does, so he manages to kind of like skitter out of the way while screaming and uh, his hair is singed off. Uh, the leader of the Hobgoblins screams as the wolf bites into his neck and uh, desperately seeing this giant electrified spider in front of him, attempts to swing a scimitar at the spider in an act of desperation. He misses. seems Goblin Jr. is really fucking him up. Uh, the other go- Hobgoblin <laughs> looks back to his wolf who's currently pinned under and he says, I'm sorry, Hobgoblin Jr.
1: Oh, fuck. They all named them Hobgoblin Jr. <laughs> I hoped
3: it would never come to this. And he drops his club and runs. Bring us to the spider. I'm gonna stop fucking around. I'm just gonna try and bite the leader in half. Alright, let's do it up. Eleven? Given all the shit that's happening to him, I'm gonna say yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's covered in webs. A wolf is biting his throat. <laughs> now he gets bitten in half. Not his day. So seven piercing damage? You you bite that motherfucker in half. So he lets out a tremendous cry, and uh Goblin Jr. like happily like gnaws on his neck a little more as he goes down. Just to just to really make sure those last few minutes are quick and uh, <laughs> quick and gory, Alan. Uh, spiders just bit the hobgoblin in half. You're also just accidentally electrocuting a hobgoblin. Yeah, uh, so
5: I, I'm going to stop the the Witch bolt immediately.
3: Okay. So who we have left is you, right
4: now dead
5: you have, leader.
3: We have guy yeah. with axe
4: with singed hair and running away guy. Yeah.
5: And I and I just yell out and and because I'm, you know, a, a little bit concerned because uh, Butthole just told me like what's going on and and we think this might not be a real spider. So I just like back up and say wait wait wait. Everyone, can we just talk this out for a minute?
3: <laughs> Singed hair guy's like, yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Butthole, you're up. I'm going to tie up the wolf because he's unconscious, <laughs> but we've had problems with this before. Yeah.
3: Okay. Goblin Jr. continues to gnaw on the neck of uh, the dead leader. Uh, Quinny, what are you doing? All right. I get up off the ground after having
1: double kicked this guy into mm-hmm. some lightning. He seems to be like, yeah, yeah he's all right. So I'm like kind of wordlessly like looking at the spider. being I mean, like, we cool? Looking at goblin, being like, are you going to fuck us over? Uh, and I want to ready an action, I'll say, for okay. my turn. What would you like to ready?
3: Uh, I'll notch an arrow. Okay, great. All of a sudden in the uh, in the night air, you hear a tremendous bone, bone, blood, bone curdling. It curdles your bone. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Guys, my uh, bones are made of milk. My bones <laughs> have gone bad. Yeah, uh, you're a, a sort of a blood curdling roar and uh, soaring out of the rain and the clouds above you is a green dragon. Oh, so everyone, please roll me shit. a uh, dexterity save.
5: I've got 19 total.
3: 15 total. Total of 20. It's the spider at six total. The uh, dragon swoops down, opens its mouth, and unleashes a, uh, a mouthful of fire. You all uh, sort of hit the deck, leap to one side or another. Uh, if you passed your save, uh, you take four points of damage. If you did not, you take eight what, what was the requirement for a pass? I don't need to tell you. But how do we oh, know I'm what sorry. our damage I'm is? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes, yes well, you do. fuck you,
4: Tom. <laughs> <laughs> we really do need to know. Well, <laughs> then
5: I fucking pass. Sorry. I don't
0: take any damage <laughs> then.
3: I, sorry. I find a small cave and herd <laughs> us all into it. The green dragon cannot fit inside. <laughs> Look, I've had four sips of my coffee. You motherfuckers are lucky I can read. Um, all right, so 19 passes, 15 passes, 20 passes, um... Yeah, great. I'm the only one who doesn't come on six. Well, unfortunately, no. Uh, So the hobgoblin definitely doesn't pass. Uh, So he he gets lit up like a a torch. Unfortunately, Goblin Junior also fails and takes a tremendous amount of damage and falls unconscious.
4: Oh fuck! (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. He's not out yet. You got. You're talking to the healer here. I can handle this shit. What
5: the fuck is going on here? This, this is, is an excellent question, Alan.
0: <laughs> now my question is: uh, If I revert to
3: human form, do I revert to my original hit points? You sure do. That's the best part of animal form. <laughs> uh, so I think narratively it might make sense if yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> uh, if you don't want to die, just think about it. <laughs> can I do that now, or should I wait for my? Yeah. So, so um, since uh, since the only other uh, enemy, so the, the the dragon you know spews flame and then swoops back off uh, up north. Okay. So I will let you do what you would like. I
4: sprint over to Goblin Jr. I use my cantrip uh, to, to, to like stabilize the dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I fart gently, and I, I waft it at him, and it stabilizes him so he's not dying anymore. And then uh, because he is a sacred wolf of Moonhammer, I'm going to use Channel Divinity to preserve life. I, I hold my, my Warhammer aloft and... And I do like a, a rhythmic fart. It's like trilling, it's like a beautiful flute song. Uh, and I fart out a rainbow. And the rainbow goes up and spins around the Warhammer until it goes up. And then it falls down on Goblin Jr. And I heal him
3: 10 hit points. Great. I, don't, I don't know what sect this is, but I hate it so <laughs> so much. Uh, you're about to find out. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Goblin Junior is uh, is looking considerably better. Um, Alan, for you, this is particularly exciting because you you never thought you would see a dragon in your in your wildest uh, dreams and nightmares. Mm. Uh, it's more painful than you'd imagined, but it is pretty exciting. Uh, Quinny, I'm pretty sure this is your worst nightmare come true. This is just for a thief yeah. to be out in the middle of a field being attacked by dragons is pretty shitty. Um, no, not even anywhere near the treasure it's probably protected. This <laughs> no. <It's> fucking bullshit. <laughs> Jamie, did you want to? Uh, yes, Ooh. I revert to
1: human form. So I've still got my arrow notched, but I'm kind of like pointing at the ground, just like eyeing you like, this was a spider a second ago. So I give you a little nod and say, I'm Quinny. Uh, hello, I'm Jakob Goodbark. Jakob Goodbark, Quinny Brown Barrow. Thanks for only shooting me the once. Yeah, well, (laughs) thanks for biting those hobgoblins
0: in half, I guess. That's the job. (laughs) We have to find that other one.
5: (laughs) Jakob, I am Alan. I am so sorry. I thought you were just a spider.
0: Yeah, just spiders generally aren't about six feet tall, (laughs) just for future reference.
5: Really? Yeah. Okay.
4: I'm I'm, sorry, dude. I'm busy doing stuff, so I'm not making my intro yet. I take Goblin Jr. and the two of us go over to Hobgoblin Jr. And how hurting is Hobgoblin Jr.? He's He's unconscious.
3: He was unconscious and got hit by fire. You
4: did not specify that, sir. That makes him alive, right?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. You know what? Yeah, sure. Roll me a d20. (sighs) No, he's still dead. Oh, man.
4: I rolled a four. Doesn't matter. It could have been anything. Okay, so he's dead. So then I don't go over. I don't give a shit about a dead wolf. Uh, No, I go over. And then I'm going to give him, like, funeral rites in the style of Moonhammer. Oh there, there's a lot of muttering and, and flexing and then, like, two forced laughs. And then <laughs> I, I fart directly on the corpse. <laughs> and then I wander over to these guys and I'm like, Hey, sorry about everybody attacking you. I knew those hobgoblins were dicks. Uh, my name is Butthole Farch. And I am a cleric of the great goddess Moonhammer, the god of joy, strength, and flatulence. The last one is
0: a consensus of the first two. Ah, I'm. I apologize. I'm not familiar with what I'm slightly convinced is a made-up god. Well, listen.
4: <laughs> Could I do the fart magic I do without Moonhammer being real? Uh, I mean, I can. I can heal things, and I.
1: Am he not he a turns disciple. into a giant
4: spider. Yeah. So
1: maybe he has a spider god. You don't have to be a dick about it. He can pray to whoever he wants. You actually believe that? I thought, like, as a thief, I was like, I was loving this con you were pulling, but. You
0: believe this shit? I am a cleric of Moonhammer. I mean, to be fair, he brought up my spider god, so I can't really cast aspersions. Yeah, Damn. see? Spider god's great. Moonhammer's great. Fuck,
1: Alan, you shoot lightning out of your hand. Do you pray to anyone before that happens, or do you just make it happen?
5: I mean, I, I kind of re- respect the, the god of knowledge, but I, I think it's just me.
1: I, ju- I just pointed at Alan, looking at you guys, like, see? Huh? Yeah, she reads books and says magical
4: words. I summon the power of an unending faith. And I've healed you, Quinny. I cannot believe you're going to come at me with this blasphemy,
1: bro. Yeah, I, I've been healed before, okay? Goblin
4: Jr. starts growling, and I'm like, yeah, that's
1: right. I've been like, Paylor once or twice healed me. Um, I think Bahamut once. <laughs> Who is the dragon god. Much more legitimate. The well-known.
0: dragon god saved you? <laughs> it's the five-headed dragon god. No, look, I, look, look. I, look. I, I, he,
1: he said he thought I was a con, so I want to just dive a little bit deeper. What the fuck does the dragon god owe you? <laughs> Nothing. I didn't really buy into that shit either. I'm just like, people heal me, and I guess they think of whatever excuses they need to to get the job done. I just thought you were... I am
4: seething with anger. Like, (laughs) seething from the core. Moonhammer is real. Moonhammer has healed you. Moonhammer has healed Alan. Moonhammer has saved Goblin Jr.'s life right now. We found Goblin Jr. because of prayers that led us to this hero that saved your life as well. And now you don't even believe in a god. And I just fart. It's like, brr! It's really loud and really immediate.
1: Anything else come along with that fart,
3: or was that just air? I stalk away. Okay. Uh, sorry, I need a minute to figure out how the fuck to bring you guys back into D and D. This is all D and
4: D. This yeah, is what uh, we're doing. No, I know, I know, I know. Um, so I turn around and I cast thaumaturgy on Quinny and I make him glow. And I yell, "Good luck hiding now,
3: dick." <laughs> So uh, all, of, uh, all of this uh, this has come as quite a surprise to uh, the, the druid you've just encountered. Uh, but, you know, as, uh, as the night goes on and you all share a fire, uh, eventually, butthole, you come back because you're cold. Um, <laughs>
5: That's
3: not true. <laughs> I'm a big fat guy. I'm fine. Okay, so uh, you continue to lurk in the woods, <laughs> angrily farting. But within earshot. Well, of course we we'll never stop hearing him fart of course yeah. no um, actually the
4: only person who can hear it is Quinny and it, I just keep sending smells his way <laughs> using thaumaturgy to make me hear farts yep okay. I can do that it could summon sounds near you in the woods oh, I'm
1: not saying it like incredulously I'm just confirming yeah, yeah okay.
4: you're, you're hearing farts just within three feet of you from random directions <laughs> okay and you glow
3: <laughs> Quinny's pissed off about this but Tyler's loving this so that's good <laughs> As you uh, as you all come back to the fire, or lurk nearby, farting and using thaumaturgy for entirely legitimate reasons, your new friend Jacob uh, un- unfolds a bit of uh, a bit of his history and what's been going on in the region. Jakob explains that he is a member of the Emerald Enclave, which is a group that uh, works to try and uh, preserve and maintain uh, nature in various areas. Uh, the local politics and local adventures that often pop up. Uh, usually have no regard for the natural world and tend to be highly destructive, whether it's uh, wars or, you know, people chopping down trees to make stuff. Usually things go badly. So anytime there's a huge amount of disquiet in a region, uh, the Emerald Enclave is kind of there to keep an eye on things. This region has always been a bit of a hotspot, but Jakob was lucky enough to be able to find uh, refuge in this sort of ruined small town of uh, Thundertree. This whole area was ransacked by barbarians, as you know, a while back. So, he was able to kind of take refuge in Thundertree, which was uh, destroyed quite some time ago, uh, and be able to keep an eye on things. However, recently, a green dragon has come and made its lair in one of the buildings. Oh, all right. Uh, so, as a result, he's been having a hard time keeping it down. Um, what you encountered was uh, sort of a roving band of hobgoblins who have been harassing people along the roadway. Uh, needless to say, hobgoblins piss off druids, so they met the fate that... Uh, that was do them.
4: As he's telling this story, I slowly come back and join the group, but I'm like pretending Quinny isn't there. Like, I'm not looking oh. at him. I'm going to sit down beside Jakob and just listen to the rest That's of
1: just the, story. the way a thief likes it. That's perfect. <laughs> the
4: the farting thief. gets louder. <laughs> yeah. Just for Quinny. None of us can hear it.
3: Uh, so you also, uh, well you're getting to know uh, Jakob and once you've heard his story, you explain that uh, you're searching for the wave echo mine and uh, your lost friend Gundren and uh, he's actually heard of the mine uh, and offers assistance in finding it. However, first, he requires your assistance to reclaim Thunder Tree. And I'm like, what? And I, I say, can't.
0: The, the
3: farting. I
0: can't.
4: <laughs> what, what farting? Maybe Moonhammer's cursing you. And then I turn to Jakob and I
0: say, we got to go to Thunder Tree anyway. So if you want some help. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I kind of need to evict this dragon if I want to keep the, uh, keep a base of operations in the area. Yeah. I almost had two wolves and then this dragon just fucked me right over.
4: So <laughs> uh, done. And any- I
5: still feel just super bad about electrocuting you. So I, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll I didn't want to say it. it,
1: but you
0: kind of owe me this
1: one. Yeah. I'm so, <laughs> yeah. so sorry.
0: Quinny's clutching his head, trying to cover his ears being like, is there
1: treasure?
0: Uh, well, it is a dragon. I haven't gotten into its layer because it's a dragon but I would assume so. Okay, I'm a, I'm a big treasure guy. Okay, I'm going to turn down Quinny Sparts to a level where he could talk normally. Like, they're still uh, there, I'm,
1: but... I'm a... I'm, if, if there's treasure, uh, <laughs> as as a exchange for the service of getting this dragon out of here...
0: Yeah, I, I, I live off the land. I don't have any particular need for material objects or money, so you guys can keep whatever you find.
1: You and I are going to get along
0: splendidly. <laughs>
3: <Right>? <laughs> so uh, having decided to uh, to uh, aid each other for mutual benefit, uh, you head off uh, towards Thunder Tree. One quick question before we go to Thunder Tree. Uh, we just murdered a bunch of hobgoblins and almost each other. Is there any XP out of that? Uh, yeah, so you can each take uh, 50 XP from, uh, from your hobgoblin adventure. Puts me
1: up to 775.
3: I'm up to seven seventy six. Oh, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. One yeah. More. If, you, if we get all the way to eight ninety nine, and I'm the only level three, I'm going to be so <laughs> happy.
5: What's his name? Fiddlesworth is just going to have like this collection of throwing axes, going to murder us all. Oh, he's got so
4: many light hammers. He's <laughs> got no, the he's, hammers. Yeah, yeah. He's, he converted to the faith of Moonhammer. Fiddlesworth is good. That's why
3: I wrote him a letter. I Love am that, man. up to fifty XP. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Excellent. So, uh, you, uh, the next day, uh, particularly with, uh, Jakob now as your guide, you're able to uh, travel very quickly. Um, you pass through Conbury, which, uh, is another ruined town was overrun by, uh, barbarians long ago. Um, checking the map that you have, uh, you do know that uh, the Banshee's lair is nearby. I'll turn to
4: Jakob and go, I know we've got Thunder Tree to get to. Would you mind if we did this
0: sad trip to this Banshee thing? Just to cross it off the list. Uh, no, I really don't like the fact that there's an undead thing in my forests right now. So <laughs> let's get it done. All right.
3: So I let I, I gesture to the group and I say, "All right, let's go. Let's go banshee it up.
5: Let's get me a spell book."
3: Right. Uh, so the trail leads northwest into the Neverwinter Wood, and a few miles outside of town, uh, you're sort of making your way through the forest. And uh, as Yakov indicates, it, there is a there is a bit of a presence here. It doesn't feel. Uh, It feels vaguely unnatural. Alan, for you particularly, this is... You certainly read about this, but this is the... the Sort of the first brush with the undead Mm -hmm. and real...
1: Hmm.
3: Real kind of gross feeling. So um, you start to find heavy vines and thick layers of moss that drape the branches, and the air is noticeably colder than it was in the ruined village. Mm -hmm. Rounding a bend in the trail, you see a screen made from the warped branches of trees standing close together, woven into a dome-like shelter in the shadows, and a low doorway leads inside. Mm -hmm. Um, Can I... Roll to see what my character knows about banshees, yeah. Absolutely, would that be Arcana or would that be nature? Let's say nature because I think okay. that's much better skill for me. I think that's how you would understand, yeah. supernatural things. 21
1: total before you would roll. I was debating, like, I will also roll for nature, <laughs> but it feel like a dick move. You're like, I rolled 21, I will also attempt <laughs> to <hell>. understand. <laughs> yes, I roll three, <laughs> I contribute, yeah. I, co- I confuse him in his explanation. I, he- a banshee I hear is they're a loud. Banshee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> It starts with B. (laughs) B's the second letter of the alphabet. It's likely a woman
1: because it's a band she. (laughs) You're welcome, (laughs) adventuring party. I think that joke was a natural one. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Laura's got my back for shitty jokes.
2: (laughs) I'm loving all of them.
3: So, uh, what you know about Banshees is that um, they aren't inherently evil. They aren't uh, as much of a blight as uh, some undead creatures. Uh, this particular one uh, is uh, is vain and uh, might know the location of an old spell book. But generally speaking, um, they're not like a poltergeist or anything that's just straight up like this is a bad thing. We don't want this around. Uh, at the same time, uh, it is an undead thing that's living in your forest. Do I know... Uh, This is also just for me uh, to know
0: how to fight it. Do I know if they're corporeal or not? Give me one second.
4: Uh, Before we advance any further, I walk over to Quinny, who's still glowing and hearing farting everywhere.
5: Still? How long does that last?
4: I I can cast it all I want, so I've been maintaining it for the entire time. And I I look to Quinny, and I I turn the farting down. Uh, And I just say, I'm disappointed in your lack of faith. I'm disappointed in your attacks on religion. But this is seeming juvenile as we approach a theoretically murderous banshee. So I lean out and I lay a hand on his shoulder and the farting immediately stops. And I try to take the glowing away, but it won't go. So I take a hand off him and I'm a little confused and I put the hand back on to turn it off. And it doesn't happen again. And even Goblin Jr. is like looking at me weird. Like I probably (laughs) smell funny because I'm so confused. He's like, snurf, snurf. And I'm like, this one isn't me. And I step back almost surprised and I just go, Quinny, I'm not doing this anymore. Well... You must
1: have been cursed by Moonhammer. Quinny puts his hand out for a handshake. I take his hand. We shake hands and I say, sounds like we're both disappointed in each other. I guess, but <laughs> I, I'm i okay with me. This is this is about the
4: goddess. You're going to have to make things right somehow or I don't know how this curse will end. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, just like, uh, like fuck, w- whatever, butthole. Okay,
1: I take I take steps back and prepare to move forward, and Quinny's just glowing like a motherfucker. Yep. Uh, hey, uh, Jakob. Yes? That spider thing, that was pretty crazy back there. Is uh, that like the only animal you can do, or is it like, yeah, do you have a repertoire? I got a few
0: things in my back pocket. Yeah, okay. It's the one I like, though. Cool, cool. You do pray to the spider god, yes? Uh, I wouldn't say pray. I respect the spider god. All things are part of the web. That's applicable.
5: And I, I I take Quinny aside and I say, I, I think I think maybe we can all learn a lesson from uh from what Jacob's just said. I know that in uh in my home, you know, a lot of people really prayed to the gods and I didn't really have quite that belief, but by having a healthy respect for other people's gods, maybe we can all move forward in friendship and understanding and just tolerate the farting for now.
1: And I, I look at Alan, and I'm like, Alan, I appreciate where you're coming from, but no higher power has helped me in my life ever. I've gotten as far
0: as I've gotten on me alone.
5: And I understand that, but I don't think butthole is ever going to understand that.
0: I pipe in and go, I think the lesson you should learn is maybe we shouldn't electrocute things just because they look a little bit different from us.
5: Well, I, I think that's a separate argument. <laughs> <laughs> and I I agree. I, I agree. And I'm sorry. And I, I will try to make it up to you. Yeah,
0: no, I've just decided Jacob's a real big dick.
4: <laughs> I am teaching Goblin Jr. tricks somewhere else. He's okay. doing it. He can actually walk on his hind legs now, and I'm teaching him to hold the hammer in his other two legs for, like, processions.
3: For parades?
4: Yeah, well, eventually. <laughs> what if we meet a royal, or do you know? Okay, so we've had our, our theoretical discussions, but we come together, and I say, Quinny, do you want to take the lead? You've got the comb.
0: Just to double-check, because uh, they were asking me about this, do I, I have access to... Other animal forms yep, as well? Yep, sure do. Okay. Um, as long as it has a challenge rating of 1, right? Yeah,
3: as long as it's got a challenge rating of 1 and as long as it's something Jacob would have seen and know. So, uh, for example... Oh, he
0: went to a lot of zoos. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another thing you know about uh, Banshees, Jakob, they're the undead remnants of elves who were blessed with great beauty but failed to bring that uh, gift to the world. So, okay. as a result, it kind of turned them slowly into, uh, into these sort of undead creatures The curse uh, causes them to only feel distress at the presence of the living, and gradually their minds and bodies decay until they transform into these undead monsters. They're generally locked forever to the place where they died. They're not allowed to travel much past that, and they're forced to relive every moment of their life with perfect recall forever. You also know, and as Sister Grail told you guys, all Banshees maintain a certain sense despite having become these sort of horrifying, hideous monsters Mm. of being Very beautiful and very gracious and collect objects of beauty. So, Jakob, do you tell this information to the rest of us? Uh, Yes.
4: Okay. So, obviously, I'm going to be of no use here because I don't speak Elvish. Quinny, do you speak Elvish? No, I don't. Jakob, do you speak Elvish? Uh, No, unfortunately.
2: the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers
0: flourish.
1: Welcome to the Strata.
0: There's two of them following me. I know that for sure. And over the package and
2: we'll let you go.
0: You'll let me go? Oh, that's cute. <gunshot> uh, the first bullet hits me in the chest. It sends me staggering back a step. All right, you assholes.
2: Let's go! Move it! Yeah, run! That's it. And spread the word. Don't mess with Rust. Ever. Anyone who who tries is gonna... Oh, forget it.
1: The Strata. In a dystopian city, an aging courier is forced to go into business with an underworld
0: ganglord... In order to pay for the treatment that keeps him alive. Check out the Strata anywhere you listen to podcasts.